0: Well, from Luke Kelly, let's go to Jenna McCormack. We spoke with Jenna last night, SNS football commentator and a wonderful sportswoman in her own right. Uh, this is all for Toolkit Depot, gear it for winter. Gear it for winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment. Well, the final result was 3-1. Could have been any sort of score. We saw some brilliant moments and some big mistakes as well. Jenna McCormack was there last night. Jenna, thanks for your time. Um, first of all, describe the atmosphere at the start of the game. Uh, how good was it?
1: Yeah, it was it was a great experience, um, great match. I think um, you know the Sydney people and and everyone else who travelled across the country to be there, um, you know, did a really good job in in supporting the team. It's amazing how loud seventy five thousand people can be when Sam Kerr is running uh, ahead of steam towards goal.
0: Yeah, England had a lot of uh, well vociferous fans against them, but. I was looking at their side, and we didn't speak much about England last night. But I believe they've got three or four of their best players out too. So obviously, a very, very good side.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, and so they've got depth, of course, all across uh, the park. Uh, you know, uh, and we, even with those three or four major key players injured, but you know, on paper they should be the better team compared to us in in terms of players. Um, you know, playing in better leagues across the world and. Um, you know, maybe that was the difference last night in the end, just being, as we saw, a little bit more clinical in the final third and, and putting away their chances when, when they had them. They only needed, um, you know, some slight, slight chances and yep. openings to, uh, to score.
2: Jenna, was I right, did I read that they, they were rated fifth in the world in, you know and don't forget all these countries play each other for a long period of time. and we were rated 10th. That was about the rating system. Is that about right?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's about right as to, as to where we are in the FIFA rankings. Yeah, and that's all um, done throughout sort of the year or you know, ac- or across a course of that time where when you're playing matches, friendly matches or um, competition matches, you actually get points. And they're added towards your total and your tally, um, and therefore then sort of ranks you from the U.S., who are the number one, all the way down to the bottom.
2: Yeah. Now, now I'm no expert on soccer, but I've been watching it for a lot of years, and we should call it the world game and football. Yeah. We should do all that. But I, can I just say, having putting my coach's hat on, you know, I was a coach for far too long. I just thought we just let them use the ball at the back, chip it around and eventually found a way through. I thought we just didn't put any pressure on those girls at the back when they controlled the ball. I know you, you can't go 100 miles out and you can't put five at them. And then at half time, and I'll jump to this, John Aloisi said, which I really was pleased, I wish they just put a little bit more pressure on them occasionally when those girls started using it at the back. Did you? Did you is that right?
1: I mean, yeah, I think a great tactic, um, of course, is to put that pressure on the opposition team. I don't think any player, unless you're, you know, one of the best in the world, and even the best in the world make mistakes, but every player that's put under pressure will, you know, at some point feel vulnerable. Um, And I think, um, you know, if you're going to get some chances to get in behind that back line to make a team feel vulnerable at the back is the worst feeling as a centre-back. So, yeah, I agree. I think there could have definitely been more pressure on, but, you know, as well on the other side, we can't press with intensity for 90 minutes because it is a hard job. So picking and choosing your moments to go and attack that defensive unit as they're building up, you know, is, is a good idea. And um, I think they could have, yeah, chosen to do that a few more times and, you know, potentially cause some turnovers and, and regain the possession in a better uh, area of the field to, and closer to goal you look yeah.
0: at um, mm. the strikers can miss and that's quickly forgotten uh, I mean Sam Kerr certainly had a lot of chances but poor old Ellie Carpenter is had a, a wonderful uh, World Cup so far you, you make one mistake and you feel like all those eyes on her uh, she must have felt awful but and we know she's a wonderful player but it certainly gets magnified doesn't it when you score from it
1: yeah, oh, look, it does. It's the worst thing as a defender uh, when you do make an error and they can be so marginal and, you know, they can cost you the game. At that point, it was only one, one all, and Sam Kerr had just missed that volley from three mm. metres out. You know, that could have put up 2-1, goes down the other end and it changes so quickly. So um, that's that's the consequences, you know, as a, as a defender, not being, um, you know, 100%... Switched on. She made a small error trying to yeah. regain possession and get the ball out, and it was only it was only a couple of milliseconds that the striker mm. needed. Um, I think it was Lauren Hemp to um, get in there and actually just get a shot away, which is you know it, it's just happening also quickly and unfortunately, yeah, we'll we'll remember the fact that that one went in and, and the mistakes. But you know, all over we had our chances, guys. Like we we could have put them away, um, you know, and we didn't, and they were just the more clinical team. And we weren't. So, you know, I think in the end, you know, after that performance anyway, I think they deserve to go through.
0: Uh, Jenna, take us through Sam Kerr's game. Her goal, arguably, as Blighty said, (laughs) as good as we've seen, man or woman, Messi could have kicked that and you would have thought, wow, what an amazing goal. But she admitted she was rusty. Normally some of those chances she had, and some were guilt-edged chances, she'd normally put them away?
1: Yeah, I think she definitely uh, would have normally put them away. And especially... Um, you know, in Clubland as well, um, she would absolutely eat those chances up, and and um, even playing against some of uh, the defenders for England, um, you know, in the same team in Millie Bright, she would have been training and playing against her, you know, the whole time, um, you know, the whole year. Sorry, um, and it was that goal that they, she scored against Millie, which I think actually helped her at her advantage because she would have. Trained so many times running at her and knowing sort of how she would defend and how she would <laughs> coast her to guide her to, to where she wanted her. But, um, you know, and, and on the contrary as well, Millie Bright's done that many times trying to defend Sam Kerr. So it was it was an interesting matchup up uh, was that goal. But, um, of course, it was an absolute cracker, um, which got us back into the game. But, yeah, as you mentioned, she had her chances and, and normally would would eat them up.
2: Just going to the end of the game, I think I'm right this. In the press conference after Coach Gustafson said that um, I've got to get better uh, when to substitute in games. He actually admitted to that. I've got to get, I think they were the exact words. I read it a couple of times today. I've got to get better at doing substitutions in the, late in the game. Did, did you, first of all, read that? And secondly, do you agree with it?
1: Um yeah, I do. I think that he could definitely um, make substitutions earlier. I think that that can, that can change um, the, the way that the game is played and, and bring on new energy. And um, and I, I'm surprised he said that because he said that after the Nigeria game, I think it was, um, when we lost 3 1. Um, no, sorry, it was 3 2. Um, and, you know, he, he said, you know, I'm going to have a look and, and self reflect and stuff. And I just, you know, if you're saying that, I don't think that. you you know, then it's another excuse to use. Then it's kind of just like, well, you know, you have recognised that this is an area of development um, in your game. And, you know, as players, we're always scrutinised for, um, you know, our stuff and what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And he's in exactly the same position. And, um, yeah, I think that we had power on the bench that we certainly could have used a little earlier. And, you know, Sam Kerr hasn't played the amount of minutes that she's played at all in the tournament and you know maybe there was cause for her to be off sooner than you know than she was um, because in, in my opinion aside from the goal that she scored she was pretty quiet um, mm. throughout the whole game and I don't really think she had that same impact um, Yeah, that she could have had uh, you know if she was in her you know firing form
0: Now Jenna there's been a lot of backslapping. we did a straw poll in our office here in SCN and everybody watched the game last night Um but I think now it's over or nearly over the World Cup. Um, the funding issue and, you know, Albanese, our prime minister, saying we'll do a holiday, we'll do this, we'll do that. And a lot of the girls have come out quite strong, even Sam Kerr, saying, don't worry about that, just give us some funding because the stride soccer's made when AFLW have been given a massive leg up in this country, do you agree they have, really have to pour some big dollars in, you know, right from grassroots to the, to the top level?
1: Oh, look, I, I absolutely think so. And, and I think you're right in the sense that AFL has had that support from the get-go from the AFL, um, which has been fantastic. And obviously the AFL is a billion-dollar industry and, and is certainly more um, at a, in a better position to support, um, you know, grassroots and, and the women's program from the get-go than Football Australia is. But, you know, um, it, it's exactly what is needed right now. We've seen the effects of... Um, what it's like to have, a, you know, a, a world-class tournament here with yep. the effects of a successful national team. You know, successful in the sense of it's it's uh, beaten most people's expectations. I think people thought that maybe we'd make it to the quarterfinal. We've seen how inspired the nation is um, because of the the, the teamwork and, and the ferocity on the field and, and just how great it is to um, support a national team we've seen the effects of that now um it is all about getting out into the domestic league buying memberships buying shirts um you know getting to the game supporting supporting the growth because essentially all of those players came out of our domestically in the A league um and they wouldn't be where they are today without it so um yeah. you know it's it's really important that we all do focus on that and and in turn, that will that will grow our grassroots and give them something, you know, to be able to aspire to even more. Right? If I want to be the Matildas, I've got to get through my MPL system here in in whichever state they live in, and then and then get to the A League, and then you know, then then where do I go from there? We've seen A League stars make it from the A League into the Matildas. It's it's a it's a legitimate pathway, and I think the only way that we can you know, help out. National team to be stronger in the future is is absolutely to fund it. The English women's national team have um, the same amount of funding as our senior women's national team, our men's men's national team, and our youth national team have all combined together. And we've seen, you know, the. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I was, I was going to say, um, you know, we, we talk about the Matildas and, and the funding, but uh, the ability to see the US and, and Germany and Sweden and Spain and Italy, I mean, that's been, we don't get a chance to see them. And is this the future? Can we get some of these teams um, uh, back here, Jenna, and, and and play Australia so you can keep up the momentum? I and mean, what happens now this ends? Where do, Where do we see the Matildas next?
1: Well, you know, the next now the next focus is the Olympics, um, and that's next year in in Paris, of course. Um, so that's the next major tournament that the group will be working towards. So from between now and then, it's it's about um, organising friendlies in in the FIFA in the FIFA windows, which happens you know once a month. Um, so organising high quality opponents to play against, whether that's over in Europe or here in Australia, we know now that there's the fans here in Australia to do it. Um, you know, so uh, to, to, to get behind the team, so um, it's all about organising high quality opposition to best prepare ourselves going into the Olympics next year. So, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a really big 12 months. We've also firstly got to qualify for the Olympics, um, yeah. but you know, assuming that we do go through that, then you know we will be in Paris. So, um, it's exciting times, but you know, at the same time as you mentioned before, it starts with the investment in the domestic league and it starts helping grow the depth of Australian football um, You know, to, to get it to a point where we are like an England and we are like a Spain and, and you know, even if we're missing four or five key players we still have great players coming through like Mary Fowler who can step up. Yeah.
0: Well said Jenna, thanks for joining us last night and tonight, your you lucky girl being there and wish we could have been but um, it's been fantastic uh, two or three weeks and thanks once again for your time.
1: No, thank you. And thanks for covering it as well. The, the more you know, coverage we've been able to get there, the greater it has been to celebrate what such a fantastic tournament it is. So
2: thank you. Yeah, and Jenna, a bronze against Sweden it would still be all right, wouldn't it, on the weekend?
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're going for.
0: Good stuff. Jenna McCormick there uh, for SEN Football, as who said, a wonderful sportswoman in her own right.